Hello, hello, friends. So the episode that you are about to listen to is with somebody that we've had on the podcast before, Cassandra Garcia. And if you didn't listen to the previous episode with her, it was the first episode that I ever did with a guest. And it is called Thriving While You Wait. So feel free to scroll back down or sort it to oldest to newest if you have not listened and you want to make sure that you listen to that. Um, It is not necessarily tied into this episode, so it's not like it's a second parter and you have to listen to the first episode with her to understand this one. However, I did just want to put it out there that as most of you who have been listening know, but if you're new here, um, I am a Christian and not all, but a lot of the guests that I have are fellow Christians or they come from a background of going to church and growing up in the church. And so our perspective and um, where we're coming from may be a little bit different than others. And so with Cassandra sharing her her, um, story today and her testimony, um, she is coming from a place of doing certain things and being involved in certain things that then she was convicted to let go of and to turn away from. But I just want to say that nobody is judging you or condemning you. And I never want anyone to listen to my podcast and feel like we are shaming anybody for something that they may have done, may be currently doing or may do in the future, um, just because we may come from it from a perspective of believing that the Bible is the living, breathing word of God and following Jesus doesn't mean that we, one, are perfect or two, look down on other people. There are Christians that do look down on other people and come at it with a judgmental spirit. However, anybody that I have on as a guest is and are people that I know would not do that. Obviously, I can't control exactly how they may say something or how it may come across, but I want you to know from my heart that I would never want anyone to feel less than. I want people that listen to this to know that they are worth it, they are priceless, they are loved, and no matter what you believe or don't believe, whether it aligns with me or not, I want these episodes that I put out, either solo episodes or with people, to make you think, make you feel less alone if you can relate to what we are talking about. And also, you know, just to be able to enjoy hearing conversations and learning something new, whether you learn it and take it and apply it to your life is totally up to you. And like I said, I never want anyone to feel like we are shaming you or anything like that. So if the episode 
comes across in that way at all. I just want you to know that that is not intentional and know that I am here for you. Cassandra is here for you. And if you ever want to reach out and talk to us about anything, you can find us on social media. Um, At the end of the episode, she will share where she can be found if you haven't listened to the past episode and follow her already. Or um, if you want to follow me, you can look up beautiful underscore legacy on Instagram. And um, that is the podcast. Instagram. And I also have Facebook and stuff, but um, that is all private and things like that. So I don't typically accept a lot of people that I don't know exactly where they're coming from. But basically anyone who goes to follow the podcast, I will more than likely accept. So feel free to go ahead and do that and reach out um, through Messenger, um, well, Instagram DMs if you want. And I'd be happy to chat with you, but know that you are priceless. You are worth it. You are loved. And let's dive into the episode. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beautiful Legacy Podcast. I am your host, Abigail Gagnon, and today we have a special guest, Cassandra Garcia, and she was the first special guest that we had in season one, and this episode should be airing as the first episode with a guest in season two. So Cassandra, can you tell those that have not listened to the previous episode a little bit about yourself? Sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Cassandra Garcia. Um, I'm a Southern girl. I'm from Texas. Um, I've been uh, saved for several years now, but I mean, I've always, I've always been one that believed in God, but it's just the encounter that I had with him kind of just took me from where I was to where I'm at today. So hopefully you guys like enjoy this episode. And when I share my testimony. That's awesome. I love that. And for those that did listen to the last episode, is there anything new in your life in the last like six months? Because I know that the last episode we did um, was at the end of June. Um, And obviously, like I said, this will be airing in January, but we're currently recording this at the end of November. So for those listening, I guess it hasn't been exactly six months, but it's been close-ish. So in the last like five-ish months, um, is there anything new um, and different in your life than when we last spoke? Yes, actually, God has really placed um, a group of sisters in my life. It's it's kind of a funny story, but within the last six months, like I've always prayed for um, a group of sisters in Christ, you know, sisters that are, you know, that I can learn from, you know, hold each other accountable and just things like that. And so God really has shown up for me in that area because I've been wanting community, like friends and sisters, because sometimes this walk can be hard and it's just up and down. And you just really don't know where people stand. And like in this season, God has really blessed me with um, new sisters, new friends that I've been needing. So I, I praise God for that. That is so awesome. I'm so happy for you. I think community is so important which is partly why I run the ministry that I do and volunteer for my church's online ministry, as well as have this podcast, because I want people to have a sense of community and to be able to help facilitate that. Like there are so many different people um, that through the ministry that have met each other and become really close friends that maybe they would have met otherwise, like through some other online 
the avenue or whatever, but especially those that are like across the country from each other or in completely different countries. I just think it's super cool how God works. And for those that are listening that do not share our faith, I hope that you can still get something out of this episode and know that we Uh, The community is important no matter whether you're um, saved or not. And if you didn't listen to season one um, of this podcast, I hope that um, you go back and listen one and two, I hope that you take away um, something from this episode and know that we're like not judging you or condemning you or anything like that. Cause everyone has different convictions, whether you're a fellow believer or not. And I think sometimes things aren't always completely black and white. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's situational, sometimes it's different convictions and, um, Cassandra, you wouldn't know this, but for those that are listening, um, the reason that I titled this episode dirty testimony was because I think sometimes we get so caught up in, we can't share certain things about our lives. Um, and in the Christian community, we often use the word testimony, but what, if you're listening and you're not a Christian, sometimes we feel like we can't share our stories because they're too messy. They're too dirty. We've been through too much, too much has happened to us. And I want those that are listening to really know that sometimes the most beauty can come out of, and the most change in other people, um, can come from, our dirty testimony or our dirty story or whatever you want to call it. Because um, I think that we're never too far gone and we're never too messed up or have been through too much to be able to be used to encourage others. I definitely agree. And I'm so glad that you, because as you were speaking before you mentioned it in my, in my mind, I was like, when I share my testimony, I pray that people don't take it as judgment. Don't take it as condemnation. You know, and I just I want them to know like that there's hope and that hope is Jesus. And so for me, whenever you're speaking, I'm like, I'm glad she brought up no condemnation and no judgment because I don't want people to feel that way. Like now, I mean, I of course I can't like, you know, people are going to feel how they feel in general, but it's not my goal to make people feel judged and condemned. You know, it's it's just it's to give them hope and to let them know that they're not you're not too far gone. You're not like that's that's a lie. And if any, if anyone has ever told you that, don't believe that because God loves you. You're never too far gone for him to restore you. You know, like he loves you. So, yes, amen. And I did put um, a little bit like of a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode too, before we even got started. But I just wanted to reiterate that um, and kind of explain why I decided to name the episode what I did, because some people may be like, what on earth? Why did she call it that? So anyways, getting into your testimony and like like your big encounter with God and all of that. Could you go ahead and share that with us? Yeah, of course. Um, Sometimes I tend to kind of get ahead of like where it all started, but I really want to take it back to my teenage years. Um, That was when um, I, I went to church and everything like growing up and stuff, you know, of course, going through the motions and things like that. And I even, I remember, I think it was around 13 or 14, Whenever I had went to the church is no longer like a like the the building is no longer like in use. But the church I used to go to when I was growing up, um, I remember one night we had a night. There was a night for like the youth, and 
we we had the opportunity to sign a to sign a piece of paper like promising like you know God like our purity until we're married. And so I was like, oh yeah, I'll sign it, you know. And it was laminated to this day. I don't know what happened to it, but um, that's kind of where I want to start off. Like, and even in like in my teenage years, like I even got baptized, you know, whenever I was really young. But I think I got baptized just just to do it, not realizing like the full capacity of what it truly meant. Um, and so, and even after signing that, and even after getting baptized, like I fell into porn addiction um, at a very young age. I was a teenager. Um, it was, I was off and on with it from like my teenage years, like well into my twenties. Um, I'm, I'm 34 by the way. So I kind of want to preface that, but I fell into porn for, it was a, a good chunk of like my teenagers into my twenties. And I was up and down with that. But of course, I still, in my mind, I was still pure because I still hadn't crossed, crossed the boundary of the physical intimacy with, with the guy. So I was like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm still pure. And I felt like I wore my virginity as a badge of honor um, at that time. And so as time went by, like I, throughout, throughout high school, I, I struggled off and on with it, but it wasn't until after I graduated high school to when the partying and the drinking and the bars and stuff like kicked in. Mind you, I still wasn't physically out there, you know, being intimate with anyone. But at the same time, I was still, you know, slowly but surely still getting off the path that God wanted me to be on. And so fast forward to my early 20s is when um, I used to like create profiles like for chatting, even dating websites and things like that. And I remember creating one and I was chatting with a guy and I don't, to this day, like, whenever I think about it now, I'm like, what were you thinking, girl? Like, why would you put yourself in that situation? Anything could have happened. But I ended up meeting a guy, like, online, like, a random guy that I was chatting with. I met him online, and I ended up giving myself away to him. Like, and I was no longer, like, in my eyes, like, after that happened, I felt like damaged goods. And by giving myself away, like, I was intimate with the guy for the first time. And it was crazy because it was basically a, com a complete stranger. And I think I took it hard because I had vowed myself and I just, I was so proud to be the good girl that wasn't out, you know, having, uh, hopefully this isn't too graphic, but having sex with, with men, you know? So I kind of took pride in that. But at the same time, purity is not just physical, but it's a posture of our hearts, you know? But at that time, I, I didn't think of that. I, in my mind, purity was okay. I'm not doing anything. So I'm good. Um, and then after after that encounter happened, like I just felt I had instant regret. I felt used. I felt like damaged goods. I just my worth was just tanked. Like I just I didn't feel worthy of anything, you know. And so I, of course, social media was real popular at that time. So I, I created a Facebook and things like that. Well, I ended up like for me, my thing is wanting to feel wanted and wanting to feel loved. Wanting to feel loved. When all along, I should have been going to God for that. But of course, I went a different route. And so the next person I ended up like coming into contact with that showed me the attention that made me feel wanted and cared about it was a woman. And so we like we started chatting more and more. And then I don't even I don't want to call it like an actual relationship because it, I mean, even though we went through the motions, like there was like intimacy and this is going to be wrong, real like I ended up falling for this girl, you know? And so, and as time went by, I was like, okay, in my mind, I was so into this woman 
to where like I didn't tell her out loud or directly to her but in my mind I was like okay I was planning out a life with her like I'm gonna sacrifice this this that and the other because I really want to be with her like she cares about me I care about her and yada yada so I'm just like I want to do things my way like all the desires I had that were like you know that were I guess you could call Pierre and of God. Like I just flushed those on the toilet. I was like, I didn't care about that anymore. Like I want to do what I want. I love her. I want to be with her. I'm, I want to plan my life with her. Like, I didn't tell her openly, but in my mind, that's, that's where I was at. And I don't, I say I felt a tug on my heart. That's, and honestly, to me, I truly believe that was a God thing because one day out of nowhere, I was just, I was just sitting by myself and I'm like, you know what, God, like if I'm not supposed to be with her and my heart gets broken, then let it get broken. Like if if we're not supposed to be together, then just let it get broken. And sure enough, my heart got shattered. Like it was, and it's crazy because God had answered my prayer, but I was still bitter. I was still, I apologize for that. I was still bitter and angry. And I, I hated her. Like I had like, seething hate for her because I was so bitter I was so hurt like how could she do this but as time went by I'm like no you can't have that resentment and hate towards her because that's an answered prayer like God answered your prayer you know and so and even in that like I still went through the motions after that heartbreak I still went through the motions of trying to be with who I wanted to be with wanting to feel loved and needed and still drinking to cover up pain and being depressed and I remember one night, like I was depressed. I didn't want to get out of bed after the heartbreak. I just, I didn't want anything to do with life. I didn't, I couldn't function. I didn't want to get out of bed. And one night I was like done. I was like, God, like, I don't want to do this no more. Like, I don't like, why am I even waking up? Like, I don't want this anymore. Like I can't do it. And it's crazy because that same night I was feeling that way. I had went to sleep and I had a dream that I was running. It was down, it was down a dark street. And I was running and they looked like little people, but in reality, like I knew what they were there. It was demons, like they were chasing me. And so I ran, you know, for a safe haven and the safe haven happened to be like a fortune tellers um, shop. And so I ran in there trying to hide. They found me. So I ran out and I ran down the street. It was kind of like a hill, like you would run, like run up a hill. And then I saw this bright light. And I ran to the bright light and at the end of that bright light was God. And he put his arms around me and he saved me. And then I woke up. Now, mind you, I still, I still had issues and I still was hurting and things like that. But that dream is really, honestly, I feel is what saved me and what kind of woke me up a little bit to where I didn't want to give up on life. To where I didn't want to stay in the pit, to where I didn't want to stay tied to the depression, tied to the bitterness, the unforgiveness and the anger towards this woman, you know? And so, and I think back to the reason why we stopped talking because it wasn't my doing, it was on her end. But I, but realistically, I can say it was her end, but honestly, I truly believe it was a God thing. But the reason, whenever I thought about it, I'm like, it was so, pe- it was so petty. Like, for, like, this is such a petty reason of why we can't be together. I was so mad. But at the same time, I had to like humble myself and like, you pray for this, like you prayed and God answered, you know, and it took me some time. I'm going to be honest. It took me some time to forgive her and not have resentment and anger towards her. Um, 
but as time went by, like sometimes it would come to mind, like she would come to my mind and I would start to get angry all over again. But as time went by, like I truly was able to forgive her. Like, I mean, of course we haven't spoken in years. I haven't seen her. I'm not even sure where she's at, but I do pray that really she has an encounter with God. And I do pray that she is doing well in life, you know, even though we haven't, it's been like 10 plus years, you know? And so, but it's just, it's things like that. It started with porn and then it went to like alcohol and then it went to basically having like giving myself away to a one night stand because basically that's what it was. Because after that, like, I just kind of, I just kind of cut it off. Like after that, like I didn't want to talk to the guy no more. Like for whatever reason, I just cut it off. And then I met this woman and I felt cared and wanted. So I just went in the direction where I felt, okay, this is love. And I felt like she really truly cared. And I felt like I was wanted and I was, like she made me feel like I was worth something, you know? And so, um, but yeah, I mean, of course, even now, even though it's been so long since these things have happened, my walk, of course, has not been easy. There's been a lot of refining <laughs> and pruning. Like the walk is not easy. And I'm not trying to discourage anyone from following Christ, you know, because it's the best thing anyone can do. Of course, I'm not like forcing my beliefs on people, but at the same time, like the greatest thing I've ever done is follow Christ. It's the greatest thing and the hardest thing, but it's the best thing that I could have done is, you know, follow Christ. And I just thank God that he didn't leave me where he found me. And I feel like a lot of times um, as followers of Christ, as Christians and believers, I feel like sometimes we forget where God, where God found us. And we expect those that do not have, that have not had the encounter, have not accepted Christ. I feel like sometimes we can forget that we were once where they were at and we need to have grace towards that. And I just feel like I get the urgency, you know, of the return of Christ's return. I get that. But I just, I feel like sometimes people can turn those that aren't believers. I feel like some believers can turn people off, like because of the, their approach, you know, because they lack compassion or they lack love, you know? And so from my testimony, um, the true encounter that I hold dear is the dream that I had, the, the dream the very same night that I wanted to like give up on life, you know, and it's the crazy thing is, is during that dark time, I didn't see light at the end of the tunnel, but once God restored me, pulled me out and restored me, like I just felt I I came out stronger than, than what I went into it, if that makes sense. But I don't want to ramble too much, but I just really pray that whoever um, can relate to what I'm sharing, like that you're loved and you're never too far gone. Like, I don't want people to take this message as hate or take it as condemnation or judgment. You know, I just want them to take it as hope, you know, like there's hope and like God loves you regardless of where you're at today. Just because imagine like for me, because like a lot of people are like, well, I don't deserve the love of God. I'm too far gone. But realistically, truly none of us deserve it. But it's who God is. You know what I'm saying? Like you're never too far gone. And I feel like the enemy the enemy likes to use that lie and deception that, oh, you're too far gone. You're, you're damaged. Like God doesn't want you, but that's, that couldn't be further from the truth. Like God loves you. He wants you home. Like you're his, you know? And so I just really pray that this message like really encourages someone. And, and I pray that it doesn't do the opposite, but I mean, if it does just, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm praying for everyone like listening to this. I'll be praying for all the listeners and I just, 
hope that you can just really just really take it in and it makes you think you know like whether you're like okay this is just another story or whether you can just sit there and just take it in and just just think just reflect you know and and I pray because a lot of times whether someone's a believer or not we can relate to each other more than what we think and I just feel like if we took the time to sit down and talk to one another and not disregard somebody based on like what you hear or automatically someone's living a lifestyle that's different from mine we kind of dismiss it or okay well she's a christian so she must be she must hate me or she must like be judgmental you know like i wish we could just from both ends just sit down have a heart to heart and just really understand each other and just you know and just love on each other because at the end of the day like if we if we as believers are it even says it in god's word like if, if we're talking and talking and talking but we're not doing it through love and compassion then what are we doing and so I just pray that even though even the believers listening, I pray that we can all grow because I need work too. I'm not I'm not trying to say that that I've never like that I've could have handled something better because I could have. You know what I'm saying? And I still have a lot of growing to do myself. So I'm not trying to make it seem like I have everything together because I don't. But God has me, you know, so I'm so I'm okay. And so, anyways, I'm rambling at this point, but I just pray that it blesses someone. Thank you for listening. I love it. I really appreciate you sharing that and going back to some of the things that I was thinking of while you were talking um, with what you were just saying about we have more in common than we think like that is one reason why I want to have the majority of the episodes of this podcast be with special guests. And I want people of all walks of life with different stories, sometimes with similar stories, because no matter how many people I talk to that have similar stories, we're all going to, like the conversation is going to be different every time. And like, well, yes, a lot of the people, like mostly like my friends are also fellow believers. So them coming on, like we're going to be coming at it from that point of view, but also I'm going to have some people that come on that aren't fellow Christians. And so like, I want people that listen to this to be able to gain something from it, or even just learn something like even if you can't personally relate, like have it allow you to have more compassion and grace for other people. And I think that like you were saying, when we as Christians, like we can look back and see where God has delivered us from. I personally became a Christian very young. I grew up in a Christian home and I became a Christian at four years old. And I believe I got baptized at 12, 11, somewhere within there. And um, I won't say that obviously my life, like at different points in my life that I haven't been closer and more invested in my relationship with God than others like because that is the case but I don't have like a big oh I did this and all of this happened and I you know didn't know Christ and then I came to Christ and he changed my life from like all this because it like yes he has delivered me from a lot yes I have different like individual like testimonies like different things that have happened like miracles or whatever where like my neck was really hurting one day at work and I didn't express it to anyone. And then someone who was at the conference at the conference center that I worked at um, that I didn't know came in the kitchen looking for me by name because God told her to pray for me for my neck. And I never told anybody. <laughs> so like different wow. things like that, mm. or like there was a time where I felt really depressed and alone and I was like God I wish that I could feel 
your presence. Like I wish I could feel like a hug or I wish you could hold my hand. And most people listening to this probably, especially if you're not a Christian, will probably say this is crazy. This doesn't, this didn't happen, but my hand was clenched and I was laying in bed and my hand like opened, like as if someone was trying to hold my hand, but like I had no control over it. And then like, I felt like a weight of like a hand, like holding my hand. And then until I moved my hand physically away from where it was, it didn't stop. And it felt like a hand like was sliding across my hand, like as if someone was actually holding my hand. It was the weirdest but coolest thing. And like, I have so many different things like that, or like where I prayed and was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for bills. And then I'd get like a random like amount of money in my purse that was like the exact amount of money or a random check that was a reimbursement for something I didn't even know I was getting reimbursed for, like sometimes down to like the cent. And so I have different things like that. And so if you are listening and you do not have like a big transformation story because you grew up in a Christian home or you came to Christ at a young age, like don't discredit the fact that he can still do big things in your life and he can still turn your life around because he can. And I think that, um, like you were saying with the prayers, like sometimes we can pray for things and like pray for patience or pray for more compassion. And then, get upset when he puts us in places and allows certain things to fall into place that is testing our patience. Cause we're not just going to like, I think it's so funny and he probably like just finds humor in it as well. I'm sure with, with the fact that we will pray and be like, Oh, I need more. Like I want more patience or I want to be able to like slow down and work through some of my trauma. And then like I get sick or start to feel worse. And then I have that time and then it, I just get depressed because I can't do what I want to do. And it's like, he's given you the gift of time here to be able to do these things. And I just, I, I really appreciate you sharing your story. Um, And I think that it's really important with the porn piece, because I think not enough women talk about that. I personally have not struggled with that, but I know that there are so many women who have struggled with it. And I think in society, it's mainly like put out as like, the men struggle with it. And um, maybe there's people listening that don't see anything wrong with porn. But I think that, like you said, that it can be the gateway to multiple different things. And it's an unrealistic standard. And I haven't watched it myself. So I can't give specific examples. But like, from what I know about it and different, you know, different things I've seen on movies, shows and read and whatever, it's just an unrealistic standard of what sex is and it's not real. And I think when it comes to the church aspect with the, like the purity commitment thing, I, I did wait to like, I didn't have sex with anyone until my husband, but part of that was due to my convictions. And part of that was due to, I was sexually assaulted multiple times and almost raped a couple times and I didn't want anything like I didn't want that because I just I didn't trust guys not to listen to the word no and um I think sometimes the purity culture like you were saying how you felt like you were worthless and that you weren't worth loving and all of this stuff because you had sex and I just 
I wish that the church talked more about sex and waiting in a different way and not and made it seem like it's you're dirty if you have sex outside of marriage or that you can only have sex within marriage if you do it certain ways. And like, I don't know. I just think the talk about sex in the church is just really messed up in a lot of cases because it just, it's not helpful in my opinion. And I was just talking to someone recently about how certain topics in the church has seemed to become taboo. Like we don't, especially like the topic of sex, like no sex before marriage. Okay. But why? Like go into detail. Like, mm-hmm. I understand if it's a child to know, but like have a youth night for 18 and older, like explain, like break, break down, like the soul ties and different things that come through, you know, just like having sex, you know what I'm saying? Because sex is not just a physical thing. It's spiritual as well, you know? And so, and I wish the church would, I feel like they shied away from it. Like it's taboo, you know what I'm saying? And like one thing with porn is like, I know majority, whatever you think of porn addiction, you think of a man. But realistically, there's more sisters and people that struggle. There's more women that struggle with it than we think. And for me, it's like, whenever I hear, I've, I've heard women talk about their struggle with it and how, you know, they overcame it, of course, by the grace of God. But it, it's encouraging because you typically think of a man when you hear about porn addiction. And one thing that has really, like, helped me, like, to not ever want to go back, of course, is God. But another thing is the correlation between the porn industry and human trafficking. Like there's Mm -hmm. a correlation, there's a tie there, you know? And it's just like, no, you know, not everyone, like in porn, porn really, it twists the human mind. It perverts, like it perverts the beauty of what sex was supposed to be. God created it. It it Porn perverts it and it twists our mind to just go take it further and go beyond what it was meant to go you know what i'm saying and so for Mm -hmm. me it's just like speaking from experience like it really it messes with your mind and then you know you start you start with the basic and then you start okay this isn't good enough and so you start and it gets just worse and worse and worse until you're just kind of like and i'm not excusing like bad behavior like because people commit horrible acts because they started off watching porn you know what i'm saying and so i don't really want to get on the topic of like because someone had told me that the, the, the certain serial killer and I know we're not was interviewed and he's his his downfall was porn he started off with porn and then it wasn't good enough for him anymore so he decided to commit these horrible acts against women you know so I'm just saying like porn is just really it's a gateway to so many like for me for my belief to demonic things because I'm a believer you know so I and of course, there's people that aren't believers. But for me, like language wise, like my belief is like it leads to so much dark and like demonic things, like spiritual, like horrible things, you know. And so I just praise God that I that I don't s- struggle with that anymore, you know. And it's just and now, like a few years ago, I, I have barely learned a few years ago of the correlation between the porn industry and sex and human trafficking. So that's another thing, like that's another thing that helps me not ever want to go back, you know. And so. Um, but yeah, it's, and I'm sorry to hear about like what you went through, you know, like that, that's what I'm saying. Like so many minds can be twist, twisted and perverted to where it's, they start committing acts, horrible acts against other people because their mind is just distorted from what they're seeing, you know? And so I just, I don't know. I just pray that if anyone hears this and they're struggling and they want out, 
just know like there is a way out you know like don't I know the enemy likes to keep people in shame because for the longest time I felt like such a shame, like even sharing my testimony like this, being on this podcast, this is probably like the third or fourth time I've ever shared my testimony, but this is probably like the second time that I've shared it at full capacity because I, for the longest time I held, I held on to shame, like, oh no, what are people going to think? Like, you know, like I felt kind of like dirty, you know, and it's crazy that you titled the episode, you know, well, you titled it because it's just, it's so fitting. Um, but that's just a tactic from the enemy to like keep you where you're at and make you feel like there's no hope and make you feel like you're not loved, but you are. And there is hope, you know, and that hope is Jesus Christ. And so I just really wanted to share that. I don't want to take too much time, but I just I really hope that it does encourage someone and gives them hope and to know whether you believe whether you believe in God or not. He believes in you and he loves you. So I just kind of want to leave leave it leave it at that, like whether you believe or not. Like you're created on purpose with a purpose. So just remember that and, and just don't give up. Just keep fighting the good fight and keep pressing forward. Whether you're a believer or not, like God loves you. I I love it. And I think back to some of the things that you had said before, um, one of the books or the book that we are currently doing um, with the ministry is called God Has a Wonderful Plan for Your Life and talking about how oftentimes people will use that as a tool to be like, oh, well, you should become a Christian because God has a wonderful plan for your life. And you can only, you know, truly receive that if you accept Jesus as your savior and don't share the fact that just because you become a Christian doesn't mean life is just going to get easy and that everything's just going to fall into place. And well, yes, God can perform miracles and he's alive and you know all of that and he does have a wonderful plan for our life but the wonderful plan isn't always what we as humans would call wonderful or what the world would deem as wonderful and isn't materialistic so I just I think that that is one thing that I think that if people are listening that aren't Christians like know that just because we do have faith in Christ and we do believe that Jesus is Lord and our savior doesn't mean that life isn't hard. Doesn't mean that we don't go through stuff. Doesn't mean that things that are bad don't happen to us. And like, um, because life can be really hard. And like I said, just because we're Christians doesn't mean that that just goes away. Yeah, we're not, we're definitely not exempt from trials, heartache, loss, like sickness, like all these things, we're not exempt from that. But, and and I feel like a lot of times I feel like the, like the world from the outside looking in, I feel like, of course, we, I feel like we're held to a higher standard because we openly like proclaim Jesus, you Mm -hmm. know? And so, and I know sometimes like people can look at us as like holier than thou, but, and don't get me wrong, there are some like, you know, people that are like in the religious spirit, you know, that turn people off completely, you know? And so, but I just, like I said earlier, like if if we could just sit down and have a heart to heart, regardless if you're a believer or not, you know what I'm saying? Just have a heart to heart and really just hear each other out, like where we're coming from, you know? And so that's, that's kind of where I'm at, you know, because I remember when I first got saved, like I started to become like really religious. I'm just like, hold up, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's just like, no, you know, because of like, I never approached anyone ugly or said anything bad, 
but in my heart, I was becoming religious. Like I was, you know, and I'm like, I can't, like, I can't do that, you know? And so of course I'm not saying compromise the truth, water down God's word. I'm not saying any of that, but if you're approaching people and you're not loving them and having compassion, then what are you doing? Take a step back and like, you know, ask God to give you the words to say. Like, if you don't know what to say to someone, because there are times where I struggle with witnessing, like just ask God to give you the words to say, or maybe it's just God bless you or God loves you or just something simple like that. Start off with that or you know, I'm just saying like, or maybe God will open the door for you to share your story or testimony with someone, you know, but don't automatically like just start, I guess, like preaching at people, I guess, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, or at least that that's not the route that I want to go. <laughs> but that's, you know, um, and so don't get me wrong. Like, I know God has called the body of Christ to do different things and different manners and things like that. But we at the end of the day, we all need to have love and compassion. And so that's kind of the gist of, you know, the, the gospel and who God is. It's not, yes, God is love, but he's also just. But even in that fact, like whenever I feel convicted, I don't, it's not like God waiting to like stomp on me and being like, you got this wrong. Whenever mm -hmm. God convicts me, I'm just like, oh, okay, God, like, you know, I'm convicted and I'm, God forgive me. Like I repent, like, you know, it's never like. I don't, well, for me, I don't ever feel like he's, like, whenever I mess up or I sin or I fall short, whenever I get the conviction, it's never anything, like, just, oh, man, he's waiting to, like, squash me like a bug, you know, that, that's that's not my encounter whenever I mess up and I fall short, you know, and I feel like sometimes that's probably what the world feels like, and even mm -hmm. believers, like, when they fall short, they're like, well, what's the point I messed up? But no, there, there's a point to it. Our walk is not going to be flawless. It's not going to be perfect. And I'm not saying that to excuse sin, but I'm just saying like our, our walk is not going to be perfect. If, if we were perfect, we would like, what was the point of Jesus dying on the cross? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and so I just want people to understand that though we're not perfect and our walk is not going to be perfect. Like it's just so worth it. And it's hard. And I, and I've, at these past few years, I've been really going through the ringer, going through trials. So I'm, I'm learning that it's it's not an easy walk, but it's like the best one that I that I could be on because at the end of the day, like I know who loves me, I know who I belong to, and like I I know where I'm going, you know. And so I just I just have that peace, and it's just we're not let's just um, we're not exempt, and I'll just leave it at that. Like we're not exempt from life's trials, but we have God to lean on. And so and I just, I just pray that for everyone, you know? And so even those listening, like there's people, maybe someone's listening that they once, you know, had a relationship with God, but something horrible happened in their life and, you know, and they kind of feel abandoned, you know, and, and I've had moments where I felt abandoned too. But then whenever I think back, I'm like, God was really there at the time. It didn't seem like it because of the pain I was going through. But realistically, like God, God was there, you know, and so I just pray that someone that's listening to this that may feel like, okay, well, life's not worth living. Yes, it is. You're worth it. Like you have a purpose. God loves you. Don't give up. You know, those someone that's maybe angry has has unforgiveness, you know, like uh, forgiving someone is hard, especially if they've hurt you deeply. But just just go to God with it. You know, it's just it's just so many things that we hold on to, you know, it's 
I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling at this point. I feel like I know what I want to say, but sometimes it just doesn't come out the way I would like. But I just really want people to know they're loved. And, you know, and regardless of what you're going through, regardless of where you're at in this very moment, whatever side you're sitting on, God still loves you. You know what I'm saying? And so I just pray that those that people can like just ask, just ask God, be like, OK, God, if you're real, if you're like, show, please show yourself like I want to have an encounter with you, like, you know, sh show me, you know, because there's been instances where God has shown up for people that didn't believe if he could do it for them, he could do it for you, too. I completely agree. And I like to say, like, when people will tell me like, oh, you're religious, so you wouldn't want to do this or whatever, you wouldn't want to watch this or whatever. I always tell people that I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus, but I am not religious because I feel like, and some people may be like, oh, well, just because people have like a negative condensation, like connotation about like religion, or when they say the word religious doesn't mean that you shouldn't call yourself religious. But to me, when I think of religious, I think of the Pharisees in the Bible and Jesus was not like that. And he told them that they were in the wrong. And I don't want to be this person that comes off or is the type of person to judge other people for their mistakes because I make mistakes too. And I think that we all are worth loving. We all are worth um, being heard and seen. And regardless of someone's belief, regardless of who they are, regardless of what they've been through, what they're going to do, what they're doing at the moment, um, I think that we're all worth it. And I, I never want to be the type of person that shames someone for what they've been through, what they've done, or their personal beliefs, because that's not the Jesus that I know, and what I read in the Bible, and I don't fully understand other people that take it to mean different things when they read the Bible. But um, I know that you said with the dream and stuff like that was kind of the turning point for you. But how now, like, what are some of the things that you do to keep on the new path that you have set out on? Worship, worship has really been really big for me. Um, I, of course, I'm a, I'm a worship singer. So, and I praise God for, you know, the gifts and stuff like that. But worship has really, music has always been an outlet for me. But like now, of, of course, like with Christ, you know, like having like actual like worship music, you know, like that has always been an outlet for me. Whenever I'm going through whatever it is, like it's 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 the, it's the worship. And even even on days where I, I just can't, like I don't feel like I can utter a word or worship or anything. I just, even if it's me singing along the music and worshiping, or even if it's me just like, you know what, I can't even, I'm so, I'm hurting so bad. Like, I can't even utter a word. I just listen to worship music. And so that has been, that has been a big part. And also learning to trust God more. Because I know a lot of times we want to control everything. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really, I'm really bad about that. Um, wanting to control things that I know I can't. Um, so another thing has been trusting God more. And not leaning my, not leaning, like, into my own understanding. And so just worship and trusting God has been definitely a help. And it kind of takes a weight 
off of my shoulder. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times where I slowly start to like, kind of like fall back into like, okay, God, but what about this? What about that? And it's like, it's like you have a package coming and you're constantly like tracking it, you know, like let God do, <laughs> let God be God and trust him, you know? And so that's where I'm at with like the worship and trusting God is just learning to um, navigate, not having control of the things I want to have control of, like being patient. Like you said, like we can ask God for patience and he may give us someone that we think is difficult to deal with, but that's probably God like, well, you said you wanted patience. So here you go. <laughs> you know? And so, <laughs> but yeah, like worship, worship has really been big for me. Um, worship, prayer, and trusting God. Th- those three things um, have really been, been big for me, especially worship. So. I love it. Music is definitely a big thing for me too. That is one thing that I surprisingly when I just got my Spotify wrapped for 2023 there wasn't as many hours of listening as I would have thought (laughs) which is weird because I have music on if I'm not listening to podcasts or if I'm not Marco Poloing someone or I guess watching tv too but like I always have music on but music is definitely a thing for me and like I have a playlist on Spotify um called healing and it's like just a bunch of music from my entire life that has really like been music that I've listened to when I've been struggling and like that's the playlist I put on when I need encouragement and a lot of it is worship music there are songs in there that aren't um but a lot of it is like contemporary Christian um and worship music and I definitely think music is a big thing for me for healing and um, encouragement, especially like that and like being by water. And if I'm listening to music by water, best thing ever. Um, and as far as I know you were talking about before how you were in a really dark, um, state of depression, what are some of the things that you do for your mental health, um, so that you can try and stay out of being really depressed or having a lot of anxiety? Um, again, I would say worship, but also I'm a person that really doesn't like to see people like I, I don't like when people see my tears. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've come to the point to where like if you have to separate yourself and cry, ball your eyes out, you go and you cry and you ball your eyes out because I, I was really bad about holding things in. Mm-hmm. And then once it comes out, it explodes and it's not good. And so for me, it's just letting myself be if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like cry, cry if you have to cry. If you have to feel a certain way, feel a certain way, but don't stay in it, you know? And so like, but again, like you said, music's big for you. Music has always been big for me. Um, and so, I mean, I really, I like 80s music and 90s, you know, not all of it is worship music and maybe I have to do better in that area. But like, for the most part, like worship music has really, really kind of really helped me a lot like with with my mental because there's some times where I kind of find myself like dealing with like mind battles and like okay god like what is my purpose like I don't want to get out of bed today like it, of course it wasn't bad like it was like years ago when I went through everything but of course you know the enemy comes and he he's he's here to kill still and destroy so he's going to try to use that you know to get to you and so for me it's just letting myself be feel what I need to feel 
Um, and I, and I'm not trying to justify like, okay, you feel a certain way. So you're going to start treating people ugly or you're going to start going on. Like, no, I'm saying like, feel how you're going to feel. Cry. If you have to cry, even if you have to kind of like pull yourself away from the group, like read, read a Bible verse, even if it's just one, even if it's just five minutes, like and put on some worship music and just cry. If you have to, that that's kind of like how I deal with things. Like if I'm really going through a lot, I put on my headphones, put on music and I sing. Like I sing and cry if I have to cry. And it's just like I'm singing for like an audience of one, which is my Abba Father, God. And so that really helps me with my mental is like being able just to sing and cry out to God, but also letting myself be when I need to let myself be instead of like always holding things in. So hopefully that made sense, but that's what helps me. I definitely am used to be more so, but sometimes I still struggle with it being the type of person that stuffs <laughs> my emotions because I just have to get through the day. I have to do all these things and I don't have time to break down, but there's no convenient time to break down and cry. And so I think that it's better to let it out and get those emotions out versus letting them build and build and build and then explode on people or yeah. have like even more of a breakdown. And I think that uh, when it comes to music, regardless of whether it's worship music, I think music is healing regardless. And like so many people have like amazing songs and amazing gifts and talents. And I think regardless of whether they use it, to put out worship music or not. I think that there are so many songs and stuff that have encouraged me and helped me get through things that aren't necessarily worship music. One of my like on repeat songs when I'm really going through it is faithful by elevation worship, which is my church's worship um, team. And that is one of the ones that I listen to a lot. So if anyone's looking for a good worship song to listen on repeat while you cry, that's a good one. (laughs) Um, But I know that for me, not only music helps, but being able to write things down, um, journaling, as well as, you know, talking to a friend, whether it be on Marco Polo, FaceTime, on the phone. And um, I know I haven't like since I started this podcast, there hasn't been like a big traumatic thing that has happened but I am sure um, as life goes on that I will probably have some days where I will come on and share some things maybe not right in the moment um, but share some things and kind of use this as a tool to process different emotions because I definitely am someone who processes emotions speaking it um, as well as writing it but music is definitely a big thing for me um what are some of would you say besides like music and stuff would be like some of the biggest resources that have helped you like counseling or different like online things or what are some of the things that you um have utilized to help you um work through like emotions or to help you with um the porn addiction or different things like that um for me um it would be finding a group of trusted like sisters in Christ um that I can vent to and that I can trust because I have an issue where I feel like I overshare sometimes Mm -hmm. and so um but it's for me it's finding the person that I'm comfortable with like venting to and sharing with and like they're going to give me like honest feedback whether it's something I want to hear or not they're going to give me like honest feedback you know and so 
it's just having having someone actually listen is what really helps me um because there's sometimes this, realistically you can't really trust everyone and I'm not trying to put trust is, trust issues out there but for me another thing that helps me is just having community having even if it's just like two or three sisters in Christ two or three friends that I can talk to and that I can trust you know and confide in that's something that really like helps me like as far as like you know like the mind battles and like like mental health and different things like that is just having people present because I used to I used to like to isolate myself a lot whenever I was going through loss or heartache and things like that but I know that's one that's one tactic of the enemy like there's a difference between the enemy ha- having you isolated and God separating you because he wants to deal with you in a certain season of your life um and so for me it's 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 been a blessing to have um have sisters in Christ and whether it's side by side or whether it's through like social media online you know and so it's it's really been a blessing to to have that um, cause there are some times where you can feel alone, even if, and I know people be like, well, don't you believe in God? Yes. But there are times where we, we can feel alone. Like I said, we're not exempt. We're not immune from life's trials, life's heartache, you know, things going wrong, you know, in life. And so it's good to like physically have like a girlfriend, like a friend, you know, in Christ, a sister that you can confide in and someone that you trust, um again even if you don't even if you don't have someone right next to you like do you, i because i've chatted before with sisters like online you know what i'm saying and, it, and it's really helped me so um don't feel discouraged if you don't have anyone like face to face you know there's trust me there's a, there's a lot of sisters that I, like, that's one thing i like about social media also is like the community and like the, being able to communicate like don't get me wrong there social media it is used for bad, but also there's good parts to it as well. And it's just to like to connect with people. And so I just feel like the the connection to others really helps. And then they share what they're going through. So you're able to pray for each other or just listen, even if it's just someone there just to listen, you know, and so it's good to have that. Absolutely. And with that, um, for those that are listening that haven't listened to any of the season one episodes, um, SIC and MIC Ministries on Instagram, Facebook um, is the ministry that I founded and run. And we have multiple groups on Facebook. We have many, many messenger support groups. We've got different things over on Marco Polo. So if you want to get plugged in somewhere, um, our women's group is the largest group, but any men that are listening, we also have a men and women's group. We have a men's group. um, And we do have lots of, like I said, messenger support groups and things on Marco Polo as well and on Instagram. So feel free to look us up. Again, that's SIC and MIC Ministries. Um, And also for anyone that's struggling with their mental health, um, know that you can always call or text 988 and there's better help is an option for online therapy. If you go to psychology today, I think it's com, but it could be org. Um, if you just look up psychology today, I'm sure it would come up where you can find different counselors in your area. Um, and I believe if you put in your insurance information, like you can find out whether your insurance covers them as well, or just call your insurance, um, churches care, 
is a free resource where you can um, get connected with different people, um, pastors and different people, a part of churches um, and different things like that. But when it comes to like community, I think that we're all, we all need people. Like we were designed to have people and have community. And I think while some of us may be more introverted, I am not. Some of the ways I process things, I would say maybe is a little bit more introverted, but um, while some people like are more introverted and so yes, they may need to go off by themselves to collect themselves and to process things. I think that we can, when we're in a bad space, can get so caught up with no one cares No one's going to want to be burdened. I don't want to burden anyone. People are going to think I'm stupid. People are going to not understand what I'm going through. No one gets me. But if we stay in that space of isolation, that's not going to help us. And sometimes, like, if you think about how you feel helping others and being able to be that person, to be encouraging to someone and uplift someone, like you are doing other people the dis- a disservice if you have the right people in your corner where they want to be able to help you too. And so that's one thing that I try to think about when I'm like, oh, I don't want to burden these people. And obviously, like if you know someone is going through a lot at the moment, like if they just lost their husband or are going through a divorce, maybe they're not the person to go to in that moment where you're crying on the phone, but call someone else. Like, I'm sure, you know, you have multiple people that you can talk to. And like I said, we have the ministry and there are so many other resources out there um, for you to be able to find people to talk to or to find that community. Um, And so I hope that if you don't have that, that, you can find that in going into this year that you can, you know, make your own family and form a community and be a part of a community because we all need that. And so, yeah, that I'll leave it at that. And um, was there any other thing, Cassandra, that you wanted to add before we wrap up the episode? Yes, I would um, like to kind of reiterate. Um, again, I, I pray that this um, this episode and my testimony, I pray that it really blesses someone um, and that it, it's really encouraging to someone, you know, and, and even if you're like, okay, well, that good for her, it's not for me, but I just pray that it encourages you, you know, just to like self-reflect and just, you know, to even have a conver- have a conversation with God. Like, cause I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't know how to pray. Just like how, how we're talking, like you talk to God like that. And I feel like we, a lot of times we feel like praying, it has to be this fancy extravagant thing when, and when it's not, God just wants to hear from you, period. It doesn't have to be like, you know, just this extravagant, like big old prayer with these big fancy words and things and that. like, he just, he loves you and he wants to hear from you. So just, just talk to him. And even if you're not a believer, just be like, okay, God, like, like, cause I've heard people say, if you're real, then show me like, you're real. Like, I, I want to hear from you, like, show me. And like, in just little things, you know? And so I just pray that those that haven't had an encounter with the Lord do. And I pray that your hearts are open and I pray that you've received this well and not, like not in a fence or not, you know, coming from a bad place because that, that was my, not that's not my intention. My intention is to 
share my testimony in hopes that someone can find freedom or someone can find hope from it, you know, and be encouraged by it and know that they are loved and God transformed my life. If he can do it for me, like, and I know people say this a lot when it comes to certain things in life, but God is not a respecter of persons. And like, if he's able to do it for me, like he can do it exceedingly and abundantly for anyone else. And so I just really want you to be encouraged, know you're loved. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the gist of everything, but I just really thank everyone for um, taking the time to like, listen um and i pray that this message you know just really like penetrates the hearts and that it blesses those who like truly like want to receive it i love it i think in many areas as humans we can overcomplicate things and think that it has to be this big grand thing and if it's not then we don't do it like working out self-care whatever it may be um And I think that it's so important. Like most of my prayers are just like, I don't like say, hey, homie, what's up? But (laughs) it's not quite that casual. But (laughs) I feel like just like talking in general, like I just talk to God, like I'm like, like you said, like I'm talking to you and he sees and knows everything anyway. So some people may be like, well, why do I need to tell him these things? Like I tell him about what happened in my day this is what happened. And I didn't like this. And this was bad. And let's, I don't want to have this happen again, like, you know, or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like we overcomplicate things in general. And prayer is definitely not something that we need to overcomplicate. Like God just wants to hear from us, period. And um, yeah, as far as where people can find you, I know in the last episode that you were on you shared that but for those that haven't listened or it's been a bit can you tell everyone where they can find you on social media okay i have tiktok instagram and facebook my facebook name is uh cassandra garcia cassandra is with the k and one s i'm sorry but i have to preface that every time because my name is just spelled differently um so it's cassandra garcia on facebook and then on instagram it's the sandy Sandy with an I, the Sandy Garcia. There's no underscore or anything. It's just the Sandy Garcia. And my TikTok is the same as my Instagram. It's the Sandy Garcia. Awesome. And um, as always with the podcast being beautiful legacy, I ask every guest, what kind of legacy do they want to leave and why? And I, again, I know you shared last time, but um, what kind of legacy do you want to leave and why? Well, this time it may be a little different from the first, but, you know, because things can happen in life. But what I would like to leave is a, a legacy of like she always she always loved people where they were at. She met people where they were at. And of course, like I have a lot of growing to do, you know, because, of course, we want the best for people, you know. And so sometimes like we can let the frustration like take over and we may not approach people in the way we should. But mine, I really want to leave behind like love and compassion, like, okay, like regardless of where somebody was or if they lived the same lifestyle she did or if they had the same beliefs, she always had love and compassion. So that's what I would like to leave behind is just having love and compassion for those that think differently than you, those that look differently than what you do and believe differently than you do. Um, and even your brother, even our brothers and sisters that are in Christ, you know, because I know we can butt heads a lot. So it's just, it's just having the grace, love, and compassion. So that's what I would like to leave behind is just 
being um making Jesus that I love people, you know, and so yeah. I absolutely love that. That is a beautiful legacy to leave. And what would you say that you are doing to make that happen? Honestly, just growing, like growing in God and just being like being quiet when God tells me to be quiet. Because I, like I said, like we, when we want the best for people and sometimes when they don't kind of like start chugging along, you know, to where we think they should be. Like we tend to forget where God found us. And so I just feel like having like just kind of meeting people where they're at. Um, and so just growing and becoming better and learning to listen more than I more than I talk. Um, and actually just hearing people out and not being so quick to assume and to jump to con- like conclusions and you know, and that's kind of like where I'm at. Like I don't want to make it seem like again, like I have it all together because God still has a lot of like refining and pruning to do, but mine would just be just listening more and trying to hear people out and hear where they're coming from and not only focus on my side of the story, but also like kind of try to see their perspective from it all, like see their side as well, you know? And so, yeah. I love it. That's super awesome. And um, thank you so much for giving me and the listeners some of your time today. I truly appreciate it. And I loved having you back on the podcast. Maybe we can make this a seasonal thing. Of course. Um, Thank you so much for like having me on. Like it's been a blessing. And I love that I was able to share my testimony because it kind of gets me out of the comfort zone of not sharing it. Like, you know, because we're supposed to share you know, and and encourage and like help others become free, you know, so I appreciate you like thinking of me to like have me on. So thank you so much. And I pray that the listeners are blessed by it. Yes, absolutely. And to the listeners, as always, you are loved, you are worth it, you are priceless, and I will talk to you all later.